It's the Kicking Out Podcast. Brand new episode is Tuesday night, not Wednesday night. I had to remind myself just now during the countdown. It's October 18th, 2022. Tanner Lee here, the KOP champion. I don't have the title over my shoulder because I'm too lazy to go to walk and get it. Co-host Austin Shepard joining me. Paul Zartman is absent tonight. He's crying over his Cleveland Guardians being knocked out of the playoffs earlier yeah. today. So... Yep. Shep, how we doing? Uh, I'm not a Guardian fan, but I hate the Yankees. I think everybody that's not a Yankee fan or Astro fan is probably hoping for a meteor to hit when the, when those two teams go at it later this week. Yeah, then nobody's going to win. No, no. I think I think that whoever represents the NL, the Phillies or the uh or the Padres will probably have most of America rooting for them. So. Well, Which, the NL used to be real baseball. That's yeah, kind of <laughs> yeah. We could we could do a whole podcast over baseball, but uh, <laughs> tonight we're going to talk a little AEW Dynamite title Tuesday, as this one was uh, this one was called, and for good reason. Four titles were defended tonight. Uh, pretty good show. Um, it looks like we might have had a, unfortunately a legit injury in the show tonight. Adam Hangman Page took a. A stiff lariat from John Moxley, and camera kind of cut away. Doc Sampson went into the ring. Show ended early. Well, show looked like it was going to end early, but they kind of, I think, uh, did some filler to end it. Uh, hopefully he's okay. What I've seen on Twitter from people there, uh, they had to loosen the bottom rope to get the stretcher out. He wasn't moving much. So it's just kind of a reminder that, uh, you know, even though re- pro wrestling is mostly entertainment, these guys really are taking a risk getting to, getting into the ring each and every night. Yeah. If it, at, at first, right, right before it happened, you remember they, they shot up to the sky box and, and MGF was gone. Right. So I feel like they were setting up for a, a finish. And then when the match ended early with what, seven, eight, maybe 10 minutes to go. Yeah. At least eight. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're thinking, okay, it's a work. Um, the bump, the way the camera angle was at first didn't look bad. Um, I noticed the ref leaned in and then immediately went to Mox and talked to him. And then the commentary was scrambling. Mm-hmm. So at first you thought it's a work and then you watch the ref and then you watch the commentary and then all of a sudden you're second guessing yourself. Um, and then the the only thing that I would say that would would keep it not a work was the camera was off of them for a long, long time. Yeah, it never did show them getting um, on the stretcher. They just mentioned it on yeah. the commentary. Uh, they mentioned on the commentary. Uh, Taz flipped his glasses up and said, you know, made a comment, and Taz said, "Hey, look, I've I've been injured in the ring. You know, I I, I can uh, relate to this." Um, and then we did get the MGF to come down. Now, the only thing that kept me thinking was that he was not going to cash that in. If you notice, they had to lower, they, they had to loosen that lower uh, rope, and they never tightened it. So you, you thought if we would have got some action, they would have quickly tightened it. Right. Takes a right. couple seconds. Right. Um, so, yeah, Moxley cut a quick little promo. Hey, this is real deal. He's a father. He's a husband. I hope he, you know, um, didn't have a – I want to say he wasn't sincere, but I mean, at the time, he still 
John Moxley. Um, so yeah, hope the best. Maybe hope it's more than a work than anything um, to to get a f- uh, finish with MJF tonight. But I don't know if it's if it if it is a work. Well played, AEW. If it's not, all the best to Hangman. Yeah, hopefully it's it, it, if it is indeed a legitimate injury, which I'm a, I'm a, I'm guessing by now it is. Um, hopefully it's, they did all, this all out of precaution, and hopefully it's nothing really really serious. But uh, yeah, it's always scary to see something like that. Um, and, 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 and oh, and there goes my camera. That's great. Now back. Yeah, in Fort Wayne too. Yeah, a little, little technical difficulties up here, okay. uh, but. Uh, my guess is they panned to the skybox. I think that was the plan all along for MJF to come out after the match and make the main event for Full Gear official. But I think the way they had to go about it was just scramble. Because um, Excalibur, like when he did the read for Rampage on Friday and next week's Dynamite, he was really slow. That's not Excalibur-like. He's just yeah, he, through he, it. So He was really slow. He stumbled over some things, yeah. which – before the main event, I just he wore on me tonight. I don't know why. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I give him a little bit of a uh, break there, trying to scramble there to, to fill time. You know, like I said, there was seven eight minutes at least uh, be- before the nine o'clock or the ten o'clock hour. So, yep. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, speaking to him, like I said, uh, Rick Avani, man from ROH is just. So much better than Excalibur. Sorry. <laughs> and I don't know, maybe he had a bad night, but like I could listen to him call the whole night with Taz. I think Taz is very improved. Taz from is his really days, good. Yeah, from his days in WWE and Impact. I mean, I, I enjoy Taz. You put him with Rick Avani and then Shivani on the end. Sorry, Matt's dude. They're definitely shaping their commentary team up. I mean, I, I'm a JR fan. Don't get me wrong, but yeah. uh, but he's not really that missed on Dynamite. I mean, it was more anymore for what's JR going to say off off the cuff tonight, you know? So Yeah, I mean, but, hey, I, I like that. He's like he's like the 90-year-old grandma with no yeah, filter. Yeah, no filter. What are you going to do? What are you, you going to say to the legend? So, so we got a lot to cover tonight uh, in – I think my personal pick for promo of the year happened tonight, but we'll we'll get into that here in a little bit. But uh, like I mentioned at the, at the top of the podcast, we had four titles defended tonight. That op- one of those opened up the show, the trios championship between Death Triangle defending against the best friends and Orange Cassidy. What did you think of Orange coming out with his belt in the backpack? <laughs> what do you expect? Yeah, I thought pretty creative there. Pretty creative. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, we've seen this match a couple times. We have. Um, it was entertaining. Uh, I thought we've, the star of the match was was Ray Phoenix. Yep. Uh, I thought that dude was amazing tonight. Um, Penta was in a war over the weekend. Yeah, Triple my God. <laughs> I mean, a war, so he could not be 100%. No. Um, you know, a couple false finishes. So, uh, 
Yeah, it was okay. I mean, I guess I don't know. I don't know where Tony's going with these trios championships. There's no, there's no feuds being built. There's no storylines. Again, these these six guys can work, mm-hmm. and maybe that's why he felt comfortable leading off the show with it. But now what? They beat him again. Yeah, you know, we we didn't get any interference. We didn't get any after match activity. So right, what do you right. do with these trio championships going down the road? I, I thought we were going to get somebody confronting them after the match, and the fact that we didn't was kind of puzzling to me. I mean, I I think it just goes back to, I mean, these are just backup plans because I think the Elite were supposed to have a little run with the trios, and now I don't know if he knows what to do with them, but you better figure it out because we got a, we got the next big pay-per-views a uh, month from tomorrow on November 19th, full gear. So yeah. you got to have to have those defended. It would be nice to build a little feud with somebody before that. Um, I mean, House of Black would have been a great one, but I know they've feuded before, and you probably not could do that with Buddy and Malachi away from the company right now. So I, I don't mean, know. Really, your next thing is, is is Dark Order, but there there looks like they've got a little bit of a separation yeah. going on with with Ten. But again, I I like the trios title, but I, I just don't you know. Do you, do you throw a – going into that, if there's no feud, do you throw a ROH trios versus an AEW trios, winner take all? That'd be interesting. We did see the uh, one of the members of the trios tonight in action, Dalton Castle. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't – and that, that's another thing. You, you, you look at uh, Phoenix and, and Penta and Pac – you know, those guys ain't gonna lose to no. not the nothing against Dalton Castle, but no. the boys. Yeah, no. I mean they're a hundred eight pound cruiserweight. <laughs> yeah, Hager 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 proved that tonight. Yeah, that that don't make sense. But um, I don't know. I don't know where you go with them. I really don't. No, I don't either. Um, uh, Death Triangle did defend the championship, like we were kind of hinting. Phoenix hit a double cutter to Chuck Taylor and then planted Trent to the mat to retain. I thought one interesting thing during the match was when Pack grabbed the ring hammer, I'm going to call it the hammer for the bell, and like he has been, but Phoenix stopped him. And they kind of confronted each other. I was like, oh, okay. Because then that got me thinking, okay, maybe the best friends are going to pick up the win because they can't get along. But. Obviously, they don't want to make Orange Cassidy a uh, double champ right now. No, not enough room for it in his pocket. Um, I have to get a bigger backpack. I have to get a double backpack. Uh, and then towards the end, you saw Pac and Phoenix at the end kind of right. making up and like, ah, no big deal. Right. right. It's something to keep an eye on, though. Yeah. I mean, eventually you got to split Pac away from you guys, I think. But. Yeah. I would still love to see Penta have a singles run. I think, I mean, he was an Impact World Champion at one time. Look what he did at AAA over the weekend. I think he could have a singles career, but I understand he's part of a heck of a tag team. He he is, and I I think if you put him in a singles career, um, I think he lacks a little mic skills. He did an impact. Um, Not that he wouldn't be good at it. I think um, his English isn't the best. Right. Um, Right. So. That, 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 that's a that's a hurdle for him. Obviously, you can't take away his in-ring ability. I mean, 
not at all. And he's got the size. God, he's, he's a big dude. He is show. a big dude. He's got the he charisma, is. too. I mean, I remember the first time I saw that dude, I'm like, there's something special about this guy. He's almost kind of, I mean, with the way he paints face, almost kind of scary looking. I mean, he's just got yeah. charisma. Yeah, I know. He's got this, uh, the the Joker type look yeah. of late in W. Um, over the weekend, he was back to his old white and black and down at AAA. Um, but yeah, I, like, yeah. Besides that, I mean, and maybe he's working on that in the in the background. We just don't know about yep. it. So. Yep. Because he pretty much kind of like on his Instagram, um, from what I read off the translation button, he pretty much said he's this is just this is just a start for him after that big win. So, be interesting to see where he goes within the next year. Um, after that match, we saw Shivani backstage with uh, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. They're not happy about tonight's title match between Tony Storm and Akira Shida. They promised by the end of the year one of them is going to be not the interim champion, but the world champion, which was interesting they brought that up because Tony Storm in, the, in an interview this week pretty much said she's ready for Thunder Rosa to come back so they can get rid of this interim championship. So kind of trying to play off kind of like Moxley did with the whole interim championship thing. Nobody likes it. Nobody, nobody likes it. They they mentioned it all quite a bit tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, not not to uh, change your subject, uh, but four minutes ago, PW Torch has confirmed that Hangman Page is legitimately injured, and the match stoppage was not planned. Uh, that was PW Torch five minutes ago. Yeah, that's not good. That's so. scary stuff. Thoughts and prayers up to him. Hopefully, he's okay because, like I said, he just became a dad. Not too long ago, and uh, never want to see anybody get injured when just trying to entertain everybody. In that match, start, and we'll get into that talking about the yeah. match later. But that match started off hot tonight too. So. It did. Um, Not to interrupt. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Thanks for the update. Um, we then got the interim AEW Women's World Championship match between Tony Storm and Kirishita. Of course, Shida's held this championship before. She kind of was the Moxley to the women's division during the COVID era, during the Daily's Place era, I guess we can call it. Um, fun match back and forth. Uh, Tony Storm was victorious, like I think a lot of us thought she would be hitting the Storm Zero to retain. After the match, though, Jamie Hader and Rebel became began attacking Tony Storm, and Britt Baker came out major heat wearing a Najee Harris Pittsburgh Steelers jersey since we're in Cincinnati tonight. Bengals Steelers they don't like each other, but um, Soraya then uh, charged the ring and took out Britt Baker. They went into uh, brawling into the crowd. So then it was back on two two against one, but Rio made her return and made the save. Nice pop from the crowd, and um, the baby faces stood tall. I'm not a Rio fan. I'm not really either. A lot of the crowd likes it. Is impressive what she can do for her size, but does she weigh a hundred pounds? I don't think so. No, I don't and, think and so. I I get it. It's I don't know. And and I know she, uh, you know, uh, Omega was one of her uh, teachers, instructors, whatever. And, and he he brought her over here. I just yeah, it's it's just hard to believe that, you know, like remember when she went with, uh, against Nyla back in the day? It's yeah. just like, beat her. Yeah, yeah. Like how's that work? Yeah. Um, yep. You know, jumping off the top onto the girls. Um, Hater took a really good bump, I thought, on the crossbody. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I Hater sold that like a million bucks, uh, made that look really good. Um, so, you know, hats off to her. It's, 
I don't want to be negative. I feel like I'm negative a lot of a lot of things about this show tonight. Yeah, that's okay. But that's okay. Um, but that was one that was just like I could have done without that segment. I really could yeah. have. Yeah. Um, I love the Soraya, uh, Britt Baker thing. Obviously, we're probably gonna get that at full gear. I would think so. Soraya's in ring return. Yep. Um, unless the, I don't think they're gonna make her in ring return do a tag match. Uh, I would hope not. Um, although they could do that just to test her out a little bit, a little ring rust. But mm-hmm. I mean, behind the scenes, hopefully she's taking care of that. Um, but yeah, I, I figure we're gonna get her and and DMD at uh, full gear. And I hope I hope Thunder's back so we can get her and Tony at full gear. That'd be good. But I don't know. I have not heard anything. I yeah. So. She's been pretty pretty radio silence on social yeah. media. And she was yeah. pretty vocal when she was injured uh, about how, you know, she couldn't get out of bed. She couldn't walk in pain, you know, 24 hours a day. And then she just kind of went. Has she been on Busted Open? I know she's usually a weekly host on one of the days, but I haven't been listening lately. Usually on Fridays. Um, I didn't know if she's still been doing I, that or not. I did not listen last Friday, and I did not listen to the pod. They do a little, you know, snippet podcast. Right. And I usually catch up on that, but I have not of late. I usually catch up on Busted Open after something controversial happens and listen mm. to to Bully Ray be mean to people, but having a wait. <laughs> hey, he's back in the game now with Impact, so. Yeah, and, uh, not to bring up Impact, but I I thought that was really well done with him. If he's going to get one last run, I, I like it. I really do. I'll, I'll tell you this about Impact. I don't watch it very often. When I do – I. They got great talent on the roster, but it's hard for me to watch with the crowd environment. It just, no, it just is. There. Yeah, it just is. I mean, I wish they would, you know, run in a little bigger venue and that would do something for me. Because with that small, I mean, you hear the mat sound effects so much and that just kind of takes my attention away. Almost reminds me, not as bad, but almost reminds me of the Daily's Place era a little bit. Yeah. I- it reminded me a lot of some of the Ring of Honor television shows back in the day, um, but looking back, that was even yeah, those were those were a little bit bigger venues. Mm-hmm. I just felt like the the ring noise was a little bit uh, emphasized yeah. on Ring of Honor back in the day. But um, yeah, no, I, I thought the I watched a little bit of the the Bully Ray stuff, how he wants to do it right, and uh, you know him and Dreamer, the Fat and the Furious, which I. <laughs> Which was, you know, created on Busted Open. So, yep. You know, so, anyways, again, yep. I like going down rabbit holes on this no. podcast. Well, well, until Impact gets off Access TV, they're not going to make too much of a presence. That's just, I mean, it's, it's hard to find. So, yeah. Yeah. We don't have it in our little lovely town. I don't know about, I'm sure you do in Fort Wayne somewhere. I got YouTube TV, so I don't get it. So, <laughs> I'm sure somebody does up here, but I don't get it. Um, we saw a video package with uh, Wardlow and Smojo, Warjo, as they're known, talking about the Kingdom, who made their uh, AEW debut on Rampage last week. And we were just talking about Matt Taven last week. And then he and Mike Bennett and Maria Canels pop up. So. Yeah, I mean, Matt Taven had a lot, a lot of talk behind him going to uh, going to Connecticut. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he popped up. I I enjoyed Matt Taven back in his ROH run. Um, thought he was very entertaining. Um, Bennett and Canales, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, no, Taven. Taven could be really good. Um, I could see Taven Jericho full gear taking that belt off, but obviously they're going different ways with with them. Um, 
Do you, do you think it's a lack of creative for Warload and Joe to, to pair them all of a sudden together? Like just some random tag team? I think it's kind of they know they're too 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 big of acts to not have on TV, especially t- holding the titles, but they're not sure what to do with them. So they just kind of pair them together for the time being. But I feel like every feud they're in is not doing much for me. So, so now you got now you got the two television title basically. Right. The two television title guys, they're they're gonna right. pair up and hey, right. what let's let's think really hard and combine their names <laughs> and call them more so. Yeah, it's pretty lazy. Yeah, it lazy booking, but um I think both of those guys could be obviously great individual stars. They prove that on their own. Oh yeah. yeah. Um so We'll see where it goes. We got a what? We got what? Full, we got about a month until full gear, right? A month tomorrow, the nineteenth, yeah, and, and then yeah. then it was announced today during Dynamite. ROH is running Final Battle on December tenth from the yeah. University of Texas. That's a three o'clock start time. And at first, I'm like, why? And then Shivani did a good job explaining. You got college football. You got the Heisman that night. Um, a lot of different things going on that night, sporting wise. So they're gonna run earlier. Um, so you got to think Jericho's got to keep the ROH title till then. Um, Joe will probably keep the TV title at least till then. Because Tony, I read somewhere on the internet today, and Brian Alvarez speculated too, that ROH is probably going to be announcing a streaming deal here soon. Because um, Tony wants to run one more big event and then announce a weekly television show on a streaming platform. So, Which has got to be YouTube, isn't it? Or HBO Max. It would surprise me to be honest, but it is it is their partners for for Dynamite, so yeah, network, so Discovery and Warner Brothers, so we'll see. But they need to get something going. Too much talent just sitting around. So. Right, right, and and you're almost getting a flood of ROH on Dynamite. Which don't be wrong, huge ROH fan, but yeah, you got to kind of separate that from you're using Dynamite to promote ROH right now. Right. So right, finally. We then saw Renee Paquette, who uh, made her AEW debut last week. Uh, she was showing with FTR backstage. FTR admits they have a big target on their back, but they want those AEW World Tag titles. They want to be to have four championships over their shoulders and around their waist. They're interrupted by a swerve in our glory as they made it clear they want the title shot. Keith Lee uh, calmed Swerve down, says they both deserve the shot. Then Dax Hardwood suggests they face each other next week for number one contender. So finally we get a two on two FTR tag match on dynamite again. How long has it been? Uh, got Aussie Open. Versus Aussie open. Wasn't it? Were they Which two was on two? Mm, no, they did. They were, that was trios. Wasn't it? Sorry. Aussie open. Yeah. They, they did it over in England, but yeah, well, they tore the yeah. house down over there. Yeah. No, I, I guess I'm thinking that was a trios match, wasn't it? Well, and Dax had like a singles run kind of this summer, so. Yeah. Yeah, so no, it's been it's been a while. I still love the confrontation between Keith Lee and Swerve. Yep. There's just a little bit oh, of. Oh, there's tension. Yep. Tension there. Yep. We get to get along. Um, yep. Yep. Well, I bet you. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'd put a $5 bill down that that's the match of the week. Next oh, week. it's going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome. Be I, I really don't know who's going to win, though, because, I mean, a lot of people are going to see FTR right away, but you got to think about it. It's like, hmm. But you got a huge babyface team. We've we've talked about this before. you got a huge babyface team that's currently holding the tag team titles. got a pretty good mix, kind of a heel babyface team. 
and then another big baby face team. So I don't know. I don't know. Do you you almost if if FTR wins, they go into full gear. They win the titles. It almost buries the acclaim. I know. It almost, it almost really pulls out the rug from them, all the hard work they've done to get over because they are over. Yes. Whether you like the juvenile stuff or not, they are the modern-day DX mm-hmm. with stuff that comes out of their mouth. Um, Max Caster is super entertaining. His, his, ra- his raps are modern. They're in touch. They're by the week modern day events type thing where other rappers in the past or current rappers in other companies are awful. They're scripted. Mm-hmm. They're, they don't have the uh, freedom he does. So I don't know if you bury him right away. I mean, I know eventually we're going to, we're going to hopefully get AEW titles on FTR. Mm-hmm. That was the whole goal before the bucks decided to do what the bucks did. And that was even before the backstage brawl. Um, but I, I, yeah, I don't know. And now you, you, you have them go over next week and man, you put, you put Tony Khan in a rock and a hard place. Yep. Yep. And, and really if I'm Tony, I don't want to switch the tag team titles just yet anyways, because that's kind of what's happened in 2022. The tech titles have went all over the place. I mean, you know, the Hardys were supposed to get a little run with it. Well, and then. Jeff has that incident with the DUI that kind of screwed up those plans. So then the Bucks hold it for a couple weeks. Um, and then um, Swerving Our Glory won it and that triple threat. And then the claims already won it since, I mean, we've changed hands three or four times in the last four months. Because yeah. Jurassic Express had it before the Bucks. So. And you start changing it and then you're just, you're just yeah. valuing the belt. Right. 100%. I mean, how long? It's been over a year FDR has holded the AAA belt. Not that AAA is up there, but it means something. Yeah, it does. It does. It means something that, that yep. uh, they are. And, yep. Yeah, we'll that's, that, that's a tough one. But I'm looking forward to next week for that match. Yeah. Now, and, and whether they end it in a kibosh, I can see that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe – Maybe I'll set up a triple threat. I don't know. Maybe we get more heat between Keith and Swerve, and we get a matchup between those two at full gear. I don't know. I will see. Hey, if you get a triple threat and the acclaim doesn't take the pin, right? Doesn't hurt him as much. So it doesn't hurt him as much, but still, still cools him down a little bit. And yeah. we'll start getting some big seeds. I think next week planted. You know, once we get a month out, maybe even Friday night. Once we get a month out, seeds are starting to get planted. We kind of get a a clear-cut picture of what the card's going to be. Um, we then saw Jay Lethal backstage. He's requesting a rematch from Darby Allen, but uh, he agreed that there would be no uh, physicality. Sanjay Jet Dudgeon says he knows Allen's weakness, and it leads to uh, both of them jumping Darby after Alex Marvez left. Then they launched Darby into a metal guard, which they dropped down to crush his ribs, and then Lethal applied the figure four um, that Darby couldn't get out of until security came. So... Eh, is what it was. Um, I'm just curious what Darby's weakness is that Sanjay Dett was uh, referring to. Yeah, I don't. I, I didn't get that. I don't but. know. So, no Sting tonight. No Sting for a little while. We haven't seen him since Grand Slam. He's on vacation. Probably. He's going. He's hanging out with Great Muta for a little bit. Uh, he's uh, on vacation. Maybe he's, he's probably in the villages in Orlando. 
You're probably right, actually. That was, we, that was an old joke. I should have said it. You're but probably I right. <laughs> I liked it. You, uh, wait, we, you picture Sting and Muda sitting down at the pool by the shuffleboard table. Like, be, has any idea who you guys are. Great. <laughs> we then saw Shivani again tonight. He's a busy guy, uh, like he usually is every week. Uh, inside the ring with uh, Blackpool Combat Club's William Regal. But before he can even say a word, MGF's music hits. Crowd pops for him. And I'm like, all right, we're gonna we're gonna get some good mic work. And did we ever? Uh, MGF talked about being told he had to do WWE extra work when he was 19. Interesting that he he said WWE a couple times. They they let that go tonight. That's what I like. AEW's not afraid to put that out there. They don't. They don't, they don't care. Nope. Uh, he said he uh, packed his best gear, went to Barclays Center. Extras were put together and were spoken to by another other than Sir William Regal. Told them they'd be having tryout matches. MGF recalled that some of the people were watching on Dean Malenko, Arn Anderson. Um, uh, I don't remember the other one he named. Peters. Who's that? Last name was Peters. Peters. Okay. Yeah. Um, name name wasn't familiar to me, but. Oh no! It was Adam Pierce. Adam Pierce is who oh, it was. Was that Adam Pierce? I, yeah. I thought you said Peters. Sorry. Pierce. That's who it was. Um. So he was shaking, knew he was fighting for his life because wrestling's his life. Uh, Regal told MGF to go into a room after the match and told him to sell himself for three minutes. That's what MGF did. MGF claimed Regal's jaw was on the floor. He said, kid, I'm going to get you a job here today. Then he realized he was going to be a superstar. Then Regal asked how old he was. Then Regal said he was much too young. Regal gave him hope and said he doesn't always put his name on people, but when he does, they get a jobs. He agreed he would do that and personally put his name on MJF. Regal wanted a match in a Provo every month from MJF, but after uh, MJF did that for three months, Regal told him he was a busy man, and he said the game has changed as WWE hires the best talent. When MJF was one of them, he should send his stuff to him. MJF told Regal, squandered his dream, and he said when he read that email, he wanted to quit wrestling that made him want to kill himself. MGF said Regal is now a sad old man who got fired and snuck back into his company by leaning on talent who are better than he ever was. Meanwhile, he's MGF. He's a generational talent, and WWE would now take several human lives to sign him. MGF says he still reads the email every day to give him a laugh as Regal has become nothing more than a joke, and now he's about to become AEW world champion. Regal then got on the microphone, flipped the whole promo. Uh, the crowd was booing when he got on the microphone. Rico talked about being 16, having to fight men to get in the industry. He said uh, he saw somebody who was going to be a big star in MGF, and he wanted to light a fire under him. He says if the, the email is what it took to do to get him to this place, then he had to do it. Uh, he's mastered something which uh, Rico told him to practice, and he could see the talent on the microphone back then. Rico says anyone who steps in between the ropes is fair game, but you don't put your hands on someone like Shivani. The problem is that MGF has let him – down by taking shortcuts, making money doesn't prove anything to him. He tells him to become the devil. He has to beat up people. And he says if he wants to do it, he can show the world right now. He turns it back to MJF. MJF puts on the diamond ring, teases like he's got to punch Regal in the back of the head, but doesn't do it. And Regal tells him he still has a lot to prove and walked off. I thought it was the promo of the year in Dynamite. I thought the two guys killed it. It's a lot. It was. It was. Let's back up. Do. Does MGF want to be a heel or a babyface? Tweener, like I said last week. But I, I don't know. You can't have you can't have your cake and eat it too. 
again, he comes out and all of a sudden he has the crowd eating out of his hands. Mm-hmm. They're cheering for him. Mm-hmm. They're they're feeling for him. They're, they're they're he is painting a picture that everybody in that crowd can sympathize sympathize with. Mm-hmm. Okay, to me that's a face. Yeah, okay? I know. And and then he he I don't know if I like the line. I wanted to kill myself. Yeah, that was a little much. Yeah, uh, with, with with mental health nowadays, and we can go down another rabbit hole. But anyways, True. I didn't like that line. Um, but then how good was Regal to? F- Flip it on him. Yeah. All of a sudden, Regal says, all right, you're going to boo me, but here's the truth. And all of a sudden, the the crowd's eating out of Regal's hand. I know. So, and then at the end of the show, I, I felt like MJF was, was a heel, okay, mm-hmm. with, with Mox. Uh, obviously, Mox's hometown. But after tonight, and, and any show leading up to Full Gear, when his music hit, I think he's going to get a pop. He's not going to get a boo. So, does a? I don't know if you can work him as a tweener, can you? I think you have to work him as a heel, but let the crowd do what they're going to do because ever since he returned it all out, they've popped every week. And really, I think, I mean, he's always been strong on the mic and, and good in the ring, but I think ever since he returned it, just a month ago at all out he's been on another level the 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 guy and he 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 was this guy strictly worked as a face even though the crowd hated him but it reminds me of john cena yeah remember, remember back when john cena was in his heyday half the crowd hated him half sure. the crowd loved him. sure i i think we're gonna get that with mjf yep. and i know john cena was a whole different level right now than mjf um, not not can not saying that as, as a 26 year old MJF, but like the first part of that promo, I'm thinking, son of a buck, he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a fan. I know. And then he got a little he got a little rough at the end, <clears throat> and then Regal being Regal um, made it work. Yeah. So, like I said, I, I when when I was texting you and Paul about this, I have mm-hmm. so many questions. Yeah. What's what's the end goal? You know, if if MGF does go over Mox at full gear, is he a heel? Is he a face? <coughs> what do you, what, I don't I don't know what you do with him the way he's talking right now. I see no way he doesn't walk out of uh, Newark. I mean, he's you know he's from Long Island, which isn't too far away from New Jersey. I see no no way he doesn't walk out as the new world champion. And then, but what do you do with them? What do you, what do you think, go with? Them? I think you what just you let them have a run and let the crowd act like how they're going to act, and let him kind of blur those lines back and forth. Well, I mean, he can do it. Before Punk's escapades, we knew Mox was scheduled for a six-week vacation, right? Right, right. right. That, that's probably coming. Yeah. So you're going to go six weeks after full gear without Mox. There's, there's, I mean, I, I don't know. You got, you got, now, now you might have Hangman on the shelf. You got Punk on the shelf. Omega in court. I don't know. Um, I mean, what do you, what do you, you're, 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 you're getting your hands tied right now. You are. Um, I did notice, Paul noticed this actually, and I didn't catch it, but some other people did on Twitter. The Bucks were on the, uh, 
promotional material for uh, Rampage. First time I've seen them on that little commercial since. And Punk was featured in the video tonight, the ROH past champions, but so was Cody, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins. So I don't look too much into that part. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I mean, you got tons of talent on the roster. One guy they really need to get healthy is Adam Cole. Because you could slide him into the title picture. You could revisit some more low stuff, I suppose. He had a, Adam Cole had a teaser this week, and I sent it to you. I th- um, and I think it was more to do with his video game streaming show with Tyler Breeze, Claudio, and um, Xavier Woods. I think uh, they're bringing that back, I think. Because that was called The Party, and he said something about hashtag The Party. After, after that teaser, he, he sent right. out another one, so... Because at first I'm like, oh, maybe Adam Cole's returning tomorrow night. He didn't. So, But that's a good point you brought up. I don't know exactly where you go, but I think you let him win it and then you figure it out. Because I honestly think looking back on it, that break he had from double or nothing to all out was the best thing he could have done. Because it got everybody right invested right back into him again. It did. And, and I don't know. Obviously, he got more money from, from Tony. Sure. Still, he brought that up again tonight. It's still, it's still going to be a bidding war and bidding war of twenty twenty four. But yeah, like like you said, I I, I like the realness, the the the, the real life aspect reminds me of, of ECW. Mm-hmm. You know, ECW crossed the lines when it comes to real life. Um, so when he talked about his past and his his feelings, and then mm-hmm. like yeah, I mean, like I said, he had that whole darn crowd eating out of his hands. Um, on the edge of their seats, I think they. And if I remember, if I if you watch this back, I'm pretty sure they're all standing. Nobody's sitting during that. Mm-hmm. Um, which they were sitting through the whole show until the main event. Um, but they were standing. So again, the guy's the guy is good, but we need a little bit more clarity. If I'm if I'm gonna be technical about it. And what I like about his promos is, is he's been really authentic. I mean, he's great at telling a story, you know, painting the picture, having you feel remorse and, and feel genuine for him. But I also like how, you know, Regal smirks. And so he goes, he goes, quit smirking, you son of a bitch. Just like that. Like, he can do yeah. that too real quick. It's like, oh, okay, now we're getting we're getting real here. So, well, and I'm pretty sure those facial expressions by Regal were in the moment. Yep. So oh, he's you, so good. He's so good. Yeah. And so all of a sudden, you can tell MJ's pissed. Yep. And Regal gets him more pissed, and it's yep. just like they they just work so well, so well yep. together. Regal's the ultimate master. I mean, he knows what he's doing. He's got to get whatever he wants out of you. So. And, and what was the and not to not to not to bring up WWE, but yeah. what was the uh, was it Goldberg that smashed MJF against the wall? Smojo. Was it Smojo? Okay. Which, hey, there's one right there. That's an easy – you could kind of revisit yeah. that and maybe, maybe have Joe a little feud. Yeah. He was an extra in the hallway, yep. right? Yep, because yeah. he gifts all over Twitter. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I like that you, he brings up the real-life aspects mm-hmm. of, of MJF, the struggles he went through. Yep. Again, does he stretch a little bit, a little bit more sympathy? Probably, but it, we're buying it. Well, you know, the first one I remember him doing was in his feud with Punk leading up to Revolution. You remember? I mean, he had that one. He had tears coming out, and, like, Punk gave him a hug. Yeah. And for one week, everybody's like, oh, my God. Like, 
And then no. the next week he gets punk in the dog collar, bloodies him up, and <laughs> and uh, the snake line comes out. But yeah, he's very easy. He is literally a generational talent. I mean, when it comes to twenty twenty four, Tony better do whatever he can to keep him in AEW. Hey, could you compare? And I, I know this is a big Mount Rushmore comparison. Could you compare him on the mic? And I know he hasn't had the TV time that this guy has, but in the next five years. So he's 31 in five years, which is crazy to think about. I know. Could you compare his mic skills to The Rock? I think you could. I mean, that's, The Rock, I would consider Mount Rushmore on the mic. Yes, yes. One, one, one of the guys. Yes. Um, so entertaining, especially during the Attitude Era mm-hmm. uh, with all that stuff he would talk about. But, I mean, a guy that got you hooked, right? That's the yep. whole point is to get you hooked. Well, and, and MJF wrestles what handful of matches, maybe maybe six or seven matches a year, and he and those are usually great because he can go in the ring. But so when you have a promo, you know sometimes when I see a guy advertise for a promo, I'm like eh, okay, whatever filler. When I see a MJF's promo advertising, I'm like okay, gotta gotta make sure I'm tuning into this. You know, it's right. gonna be something good. And can't say that about, about too many people nowadays in professional wrestling. So, yeah. yep. We then got another championship match, uh, Jericho. Chris Jericho, the Ocho, was defending the ROH championship against Dalton Castle. I got to be honest, I was, um, uh, before we got to that, we have two backstage segments, but going back to talk about Dalton for a second, I've heard the name, but I hadn't watched him work too much until tonight. So. I mean, I, I watched the ROH final battle, I believe it was, when he took the title off of Cody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I get their pay-per-views confused because I only watched a handful of them back right. in the day. Um, but, I mean, him and Cody had a banger of a match. Um, and, obviously, Cody was going on to some different things, leaving ROH. Um, and then Dalton. And if I remember correctly, Dalton beat Jericho on the Jericho Cruise. The first okay. ever Jericho Cruise, they televised um, a lot of ROH talent. And if for some reason, I want to think Dalton won the Eliminator, then beat Jericho or wrestled Jericho in the final night of the cruise. So there was a little history there, and I could be wrong. Maybe he wrestled Hangman. I don't know. I know Dalton was involved. Let's put it that way. Um, and, and Jericho worked some shows with him. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's entertaining. He's uh, he's different. He's, he's different. Uh, He's flamboyant, mm-hmm. uh, especially with the boys. Uh, you know, he used them as a uh, ladder to get in the ring yeah. today. He did that a lot in ROH. Um, he used them to throw out of the ring at Hater or uh, uh, Hager. Hager, Hater. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, uh, close enough. Close enough. He wore that goofy ass hat. Which hey, that pissed him off that they took the hat. So obviously, he loves the hat, which kind of made me. Kind of made that, me laugh. That did make me laugh. I'm not a big Jake Hager guy, but I laughed at that tonight. Yeah, don't mess with his hat. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I think I think Dalton Castle was very, very good in Ring of Honor. Obviously, he's the Ring of Honor, one of the trios champions right now with the boys. Um, but yeah, it was good. Good to see him on some some mainstream TV. We I don't know how much he works nowadays on the independents. Um, even though he's signed with Ring of Honor, um, he's had some health issues and stuff. But yeah, I, yeah. I 
I thought he worked really well with Jericho tonight. Yeah, it was a fun match. Again, I don't want to be negative. Maybe he was a step slow. Um, and maybe that was because he's working with Jericho and Jericho's 50 some years old. I don't know. Um, some of the, some of the spots I thought they, they walked into, they were a little slow, but other than, I mean, again, I'm being mm. critical. Um, but yeah, it was entertaining. I, I didn't, you know, fast forward the DVRs a little bit behind tonight. I didn't fast forward through their matches. I didn't fast forward through the uh, picture in picture with them. So yeah. Yeah. It was a heck of a juice effect that he laid in there at the end. Jericho laid. Yeah, that was that was pretty stiff. <laughs> that one connected. And, yeah. but, you know, uh, leading up to that, Dalton Dalton was laying some shots, had him real, mm-hmm. had him on the ropes, mm-hmm. and you know, Jericho pulled that one out of his out of his pocket. Yeah, yeah, uh, Orange Cassidy style, and I mean, he snapped him. Yep. And so, I kind of like the finish of that match because it, it, like- it, it didn't make Dalton look that weak. Correct. And what I like that Ian, um, Ian, um, Rick, Rick, Rick Arbani brought up is Jericho didn't cheat to win tonight. He didn't. No, he, so. he didn't. He didn't have, uh, uh, what's he called? Bat Levi Bruce. What's his, uh, Richard. What's, what's the bat called that he carried oh, down? Uh, Floyd. Floyd. Yeah. <laughs> Levi Rich Bruce. <laughs> close, close. But yeah. uh yeah, so Jericho, um, who just signed an extension with AEW through twenty twenty five and he's gonna have a more of a backstage role too, which I wonder if Tony's starting to do this with some guys and hire them kind of like as employees so they can get more of a retirement after they're done. Okay. When when I so I read the, the press release or whatever and it mm-hmm. and it mentioned that. Punk's probably never going to come back. Okay. Um, do you bring a guy like him? I want to call him an EVP. Okay. But you put him in a backstage role where he's got, and nothing against the Bucks and Omega, but you mm-hmm. talk about he's got the around the world experience where some of those guys don't. Right. Even though they've, they've maybe traveled around the world, they haven't worked for the Megas. The, when I've been talking, they haven't worked for the WWE, they, WCW, uh, uh, ECW, you know, the stuff where those guys learn the ropes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad move to put him back there over over guys like no. the Bucks and Omega. No. So, no. I mean, he and Moxley have both been looked at as locker room leaders, and they're getting more expanded roles backstage. So I don't think so, it can hurt. So so he's locked up till 2025. Does that does this run hurt Jericho to ever ever be in the WWE Hall of Fame? That's a great question, especially cuz Vince isn't in control anymore. Vince loved Jericho. He did. And and they supposedly ended on really good terms when he left uh right. WWE and started his little right. new Japan run as the paymaker. Right. Right. Um does I mean I really think that eventually you got to put that guy in the WWE? Home. You have to look at everything he did. I mean, in another example of of the he and Vince still getting along. I mean, last year he was on a Broken Skull Sessions. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. So we'll see. But a fun match after after the match, uh, he uh, Jericho told everybody he's going to honor him. 
He takes out champions. He takes out ring announcers and even commentators. The JS grabbed Ian Riccoboni. They took a, took a look at him to hit him with the title until Jerry Lynn made the save. However, Jerry Lynn got hit by a low blow, and then Jericho pired, pile drove Lynn onto the title. That was a weak bow driver. I didn't think we were going to get uh, Jericho versus Jerry Lynn in 2022, but uh, there you go. If you had that on your bingo card, congratulations. I don't know if Jerry Lynn can still go, but <laughs> yeah, I I like the part where, you know, he's already gone after uh, the ring announcer crews. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so going after the commentator, Rico Bonnie was kind of cool. Um, obviously was, was saved. Um, and where's our end game here? I mean, who is there going to be a, a past arena of honor champion to unseat Jericho or is it going to be somebody like Daniel Garcia so, eventually? So if I had the uh, pencil, mm-hmm have him uh, in the career of Excalibur and we'd have Rinkabani full-time on, on, on. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, yeah I don't, I don't know what that what that means for for Jericho I don't know what other I mean the, the only other uh, ROH uh, I mean Joe is a is, is one but Joe's busy right now. If you can bring back Adam Cole, we don't know what hell his uh, concussion status is. Another guy that he he never was Ring of Honor champion, um, but he bled Ring of Honor was Flip Gordon. Yeah, that's another name. Um, Bully Ray was one. Bully Ray's obviously a little uh, busy with Impact right now. Um, trying to think of other guys like Chris Hero. I don't know what what those guys are doing nowadays. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Hero was a stud. Uh, put on some stupid good matches. So, and there's there's a lot of guys out there, right, right. And, uh, and like I said, maybe you eventually turn Garcia again, and and he takes it off him. Yeah, that or man, another guy that leading up to full gear that was never a, uh, a world champion. He was a television champion, and I thoroughly enjoy him. Was Silas Young. Yeah, the last the last real man. I I think he's thoroughly entertaining. He, yep. He's an old school bruiser type guy. Yep. Um, so there, there's some guys out there that you could you could work with Jericho leading up to a a uh, a full gear match. Yeah, I I just think I think they won't do a title change until they have a weekly series because I think they want Jericho to be that you know that big name. I get some sure. some recognition to the mainstream. So. Sure, um, and there's there's you know, uh, you know, come, going into uh, to final battle. I mean, look, we haven't seen or heard much even on social media of the Briscoes. Those guys went on single runs. Yeah, uh, at the time you know, we, we know their ROH they're signed because Tony let that That's slip funny. out a medium call. So, yeah, I mean, literally those guys. Probably sitting there at the chicken farm collecting paycheck. Yep, they are. I know they wrestle once a month with Hog Wrestling. You know they're the Hog Champions or whatever. But um, they've been they've been away from GCW for a while, um, and we haven't seen them. You know, and and at one point I think Jay Jay was what two time Ring of Honor champion. I think so. Yeah. So so yeah, I'd love to see them back on TV. I know Warner doesn't really want them on Dynamite, but we'll see. We'll see where yeah. they land in ROH. So, but it's smart of Tony to get them signed up because I think uh, I think Hunter would have been all over them to try to get them in Connecticut. 
Yeah. If he could. So before that ROH title match, I, there were two segments I forgot to mention. Renee Paquette was with the Acclaim backstage. They were uh, basically promoting a uh, Rampage match on Friday. That's going to be titles versus trademarks against the varsity athletes, not the varsity blondes, the varsity athletes. Don't really care. Uh, oh, Josh, Josh Woods can, can work. He, he can't talk, but he can right. work. Right. I, I do enjoy him. Uh, Tony Nice. Go back to 205 Live, please. <laughs> is that still a show? <laughs> I don't know, is it? I don't know. I don't think it is, but uh, I yeah. still can't believe they had Neville on that. Oh, my God. Um, yeah. And we saw Renee sit down with Brian Danielson and Wheeler Yuda. Uh, Danielson explained to Renee that losing to Chris Jericho wasn't ideal. He had high hopes for Daniel Garcia. He believes he could surpass what he can do from a technical standpoint. And with the right guidance, he could be the best wrestler he's ever seen, which Wheeler Yuta didn't appreciate hearing that. He asked Danielson how he wasn't surprised by what happened last week. He says when he bled for the Blackpool Combat Club, he thought it meant something, but clearly it doesn't to Danielson. A little fire from Yuta tonight. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Um, I can I can get behind Yuta all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At first, when he was with the best friends, I'm like, and Rocky Romero, I'm like, eh, right, right, whatever. And I don't know if it's just the change of scenery, obviously with the Blackpool guys, but all right, I, I don't see him world championship material because he doesn't have the size or the build yet. But yeah, a little fire, a little fire never hurt nobody. And he and Claudia are going to face Jericho and Daniel Garcia next week in a tag match. That'll be fun. And Danielson gets Sammy Guevara one-on-one next week. That'll be fun. Yeah, we didn't see anything from Sammy. He didn't even come out for the celebration, which I think he's in Brazil. He's in Brazil, yeah. He's he always somewhere. He's always somewhere. So, yep. Danielson will lay some good kicks into him next week, I'm sure. What's your take of uh, him and Andrade? They, they've, I mean, he kind of addressed a little bit on his – on his pod, his last podcast before the one that just came out, podcast. I'm sorry, vlog. Vlog uh, just came out when he was down in Brazil. You know, yeah, I haven't been watching his vlogs as often. I used to watch it every week. I've been a little behind on his, but I don't it know. Still, it, it was quickly last week because he said I'm gonna address, sure. and then he didn't really address sure. it. He sure, said, I'm not gonna talk about negativity and this and that. Um, I mean, I think he's smart from not trying to get into a physical confrontation with Andrade because I think Andrade would kill him. But uh, according, I, according, to, according to his father-in-law, you don't want to mess with yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, which – His father-in-law really, calls him Manny, I believe, right? That's yes, his, that's his actual name, yeah. Name, so name, Whatever, yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, just don't mess with Manny. It's no, uh, it's no uh, secret that he wants to leave the company, I think. So I don't know. I think one of the best Andrade matches that I had seen um, back in NXT was him and Gargano. Oh, that was amazing. That was stupid. Yep. So I don't know. I don't know if you have, uh, if he has pipe dreams of that, but I'm pretty sure Andrade signed for a while. He is just like Malachi. That's the problem. They want to go be with their wives and. Now that Hunter's in charge and not Vince, but 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. What? Okay. So you know, you're 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 a business owner. What would you do if you're in Tony Khan's place with these guys who are signed to three, four, five year deals? What what would you do? Would you let them walk, or would you say, "Hey, if you don't want to be here, that's fine, but uh, I'm not letting you out of your deal. You're just gonna sit home and get paid till it runs out." What? How would you address it? I'd cut the fat. Yeah, I, I, would, I would. I would rather them go to the other company than have to send them a weekly check for them to sit on the beach and, and drink Mai Tais. Um, and, and the reason being is, is you, you get rid of those guys that don't want to be there. There's other guys or other ladies that are dying to get on national television um, that will work their tail off mm-hmm. for you mm-hmm. and do their best. Mm-hmm. Why ever think AEW will – overtake the WWE as in uh, size and merchandise and streaming. They have WWE has too big of a foundation. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's, they've been at it since the eighties. Yeah. Way too big of a head start. I mean, they, they, they started when Vince started buying TV times from the territories yep. and screwing those guys over. Yep. Okay. Now can Tony Khan, put a competitive product on television, make money and be sustainable. Absolutely. And we're seeing it now. Um, Hey, look, Andrade wasn't that great in, in AEW. Right. He hasn't been, he has not been that good. Now when he was on NXT and then he got on the main roster with uh, Selena Vega, Malachi Black's wife. Mm Mm-hmm. He's pretty damn good. Yep. Yep. Um, so, hey, t- everybody has their place. So, if I'm Tony Khan, and Tony Khan's a pretty smart business dude, I mean, just look at his track record. Now, we're not talking bookings; we're talking business. Mm. I think he would. I think he would cut the fat if he had to. Yeah, I think then, you know, you know, from the sounds of it, with Malachi. They were trying to work things out. It looked like they were going to, and then they didn't. Now, I don't know where it stands. There's tons of different stories. So I think Tony's probably trying to work it out with the guys. But if it gets to the point they can't, I think he'll just cut ties. Because you don't want to be known to town out there as a company who holds people hostage either. Like right. WWE was doing to Ricochet, or not Ricochet, but um, um, Stuff Ali for a while. And some yeah. other guys, I mean, just holding them there. That dude, that dude was just miserable. Yeah. I mean, it was just. It was awful. <laughs> they watched him just not get used. So, so yeah, I was just curious because you're in the business world. So I was because I could I could see kind of both sides. But I I do agree with you. I think if you don't want to be there, there's plenty of people that will. So yeah, there's other people that'll step up and and yep. take those spots. Yep. And I'd rather them guys work their tail off. And and let's let's be honest. You got a you got a up and comer that's working his ass off on the indies. That's making a name for himself. And again, you got a guy like Andrade who's made a name for himself. <clears throat> you bring the up and comer in, his salary is going to be completely different than Andrade's. Yep. Okay. So you're going to have less of an investment to to let this guy go make him try to get over. Yep. Okay. Instead of sending Andrade a check every week. So. And if the up and cover does get over, you gave him his first big break. He's going he to be loyal. loyal to you. Yep. 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 He's gonna be loyal to you. Yep. He's gonna be loyal to you. You're gonna make a ton of money off of him off the bat because you're not paid him anything. You're gonna make a ton off his merch or her merch, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So 
Yeah, that's that's the business side of it. Now, now, here's the difference between a guy like you and I and a guy <laughs> like Vince and Tony. They're billionaires. You're right. <laughs> so, so right. Let's say they're paying a Drade five hundred thousand dollars a year. Pocket change. <laughs> yeah, that's twenty bucks to you and I. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Come yeah. on. So yeah. That's the only difference when you when you bring up the old business aspect. Yep. That's the difference between us and them. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's true. And you got one that's a public traded company and one that's still private. So Yeah. That's and in the in the private companies, you know, funded by oil. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, let's be honest. Let's be honest. So, right. we, we then got the main event tonight, the AEW World Championship. Two guys that are loyal to AEW, Moxley, that signed a big five-year extension, a hangman that I'm going to call him a AEW, uh, I don't know, uh, up a, uh, original. Original, thank you. I couldn't think of what I wanted to say. Yeah, original, even though he has New Japan and ROH time, but he's been a big deal with AEW. So, you know, I think we all thought Moxley was going to win in his hometown of Cincinnati. I don't think that was – Gotta be a surprise by any means of him uh, retaining, but it was a good match while it lasted. It was fun. I mean, Hangman didn't wait for Moxley to come to the ring. He went to him in the crowd. I like that. I, like went, that. I did too. He went up into the crowd and did a moonsault off the uh, barricade. I thought that was a cool spot. Um, we got Moxley that went through the ropes with the Tope Suicida. Um, we got Moxley got launched in some steel chairs. Of course, Moxley got some color right away. Um, but then, uh, right, uh, right, uh, towards, I don't know, we're getting towards the end of the match about 10 minutes away or so. We've already talked about this, but, uh, Moxley, um, was looking for Jumer suplex, but Paige landed on his feet and then Moxley hit a really stiff lariat, but, uh, Paige had no time to relax. And, um, the doctor came right into the ring and, they were saying something. I'm like, okay, you know, he's going to slide out. The match could continue. But Paul Turner ended the match. And, you know, it was a, there was a brief break in the programming. Moxley said uh, he hopes and prays that Paige recovers 100%. He can walk and talk again and perform for the fans again. So right there, we should have known how serious it was. There was some – I saw some pictures on Twitter of Mox went over and prayed next to Hangman while – the commentators were going over the matches for Rampage and Dynamite. Um, so that was before Mox got on the on the mic here. Um, he says, this is a dangerous game. If you have the guts to play it as you need to put everything on the line. He says he saw MGF was talking shit earlier, and he usually allows it. So if he wants to prove himself, why doesn't he come out here right now? Which then MGF's music hits. MGF charges down to the ring with Bryce Rinsberg in hand and a chip in the other hand. He uh, pushes... Uh, the chip into the oh after he got in the ring he said he's gonna do it he's taking off his shirt then he decides to slide out of the ring he pushes the chip into William Regal then he gets on the microphone he says he doesn't want Moxley at fifty percent he doesn't want him at seventy five he wants to beat him when he is hundred ten percent hundred ten percent and there's no question and he's cashing in at full gear he tells Regal that for the first time in his miserable life he's gonna earn it Moxley then responds and says MGF will earn the heel of his of the of his boot in his mouth. He will shit out his teeth in an, a date with destiny. He will show the world that getting into the ring with him is dangerous as hell. We went off the air, so we know the main event for Full Gear on November nineteenth. MGF Mox for the world title. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think. Uh, 
trying trying to stay. I, I think I said this earlier. Mm-hmm. I, I think this is the right time to put it on MJF. Yep. I feel here. Um, I know you're probably defending that against old Moose, and we're not trying to give your picks away. I'm for defending against you. Oh, I get a rematch? Yeah. Right. Yeah, I'm good here. Right, I'm taking off, just so you know. No. <laughs> uh, like you said, you know, it's it's in his neck of the woods on the East Coast. Yep. Makes sense. We're not going to see – Mox is going to get a six-week vacation – you know, probably getting through uh, the holidays and first of the year, yep. uh, being a being a father now. Um, so, yeah, I I like it. Um, MGF got a break, so he should be fresh. Um, I, I I think they did a for the the hand that was dealt them tonight with the injury. I think they right. did a good job. I did too. You know, they were doing it on the fly. So yep. you got you got you got the three guys you want. You got Regal, yeah. MJF, and Moxley taking care of it, and they did as good as they could. It got the crowd back into it a little bit. And um, one thing I noticed about MJF too, and I noticed this last week, I forgot to say something. He's in a lot better shape than he was back at Double or Nothing. I mean, he's, he's added a lot of muscle. He is jacked yeah. all of a sudden. So um, well, that's gonna be a fun match. He made a comment, you know, in his uh, his first promo, five foot ten nothing. Right. You know, um, a lot of wrestling purists on podcasts talk about size and physique. We're not going to mm-hmm. say that. Um, Cornette. Uh, <laughs> I knew that okay. was coming. Yeah. Those guys, those guys harp on size. And, right. and as much as I enjoy their wrestling purists and their the, the historians of that, you know, they harp on guys like Adam Cole, um, they used to give CM Punk stuff because he's AJ not Styles. Big. Does he give Styles any crap? Um, yeah, yeah. AJ Styles not the biggest dude in the world. I mean, he like they they were they're stoked to see Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar. I listened to it today on my way back from Fort Wayne. Like like Cornette and Brian Lass are just stoked about this, and I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, they might they might work pretty stiff. They're both MMA guys. I can mm-hmm. see that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, they like they they hate Johnny Gargano. Good lord, you know, heaven forbid they put any type of title on that dude, um, being five foot seven and one hundred and seventy yeah. pounds. But uh, yeah, like I said, MJF is is he might be five foot ten, but when he takes his shirt off, he's going to be ripped. And yep. So you can yep. appreciate that. It's going to be a fun build the next month with those two guys doing some promos at each other. It's going to be whole different than we saw in 2020. Yeah. So or was that 2019, so, 2020, 2020? Well, even even if you look at MJF when he was doing those promos with Punk, and it got personal, and Punk checked on him to make sure he's okay. Mox ain't going to check on him. So. I kind of want to. I'm I'm excited to see how those two react towards the promos to each other face to face. Mm-hmm. Mock might Mox might laugh at him and slap him across the face and call him a, a bitch. Yep. Yep. Well, yep. And I, and and that's Mox's character, and it'll go. I, I'll be interested to see if MJF brings up alcohol at all. Because oh yeah, you know because yeah. I don't I don't know. He so probably will, so, but. I think he will. 
And and Mox did a podcast with his wife after it's been two three months ago, and she, and she brought it up. Obviously, it was time to talk about it, and he was pretty open. Like, you know, I, I you know, after these matches, whether it was you know, he talked about GCW actually a lot in that, and he drinks this uh, hop water, mm-hmm. basically a a, a beer Athle- athletic brewing or something like that. I believe yeah. it's called because they sponsor him now. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, you know. And he says, "Hey, it tastes the same. I, I get to have a, a beer with a beer with the guys or whatever." Um, so I, I think he's in a really good spot with his too. Yeah. Uh, addiction, um, and, and he's come to terms with it. So I think he's comfortable enough to let MJF go out and, and, and use that in, mm-hmm. in a promo. So yeah. yeah, I think I think Mox is good with it. Yeah, It'll, it's gonna be fun. That's I, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, all right. So, uh, what was your uh, rating for tonight's show? Paul gave me his earlier before we started recording. So, Paul gave you his um, tonight. If it wasn't for MJF and Regal, I'd be in the sixes. Oh, okay. Seven point two. Seven two. Okay. Okay. Seven two. I'm going seven eight. I enjoyed it. Um, there's a few things I didn't, but I, I love the Regal MGF promo. It was promo of the year for me to date. Heck, I, I, I think I said that about MGF a week or two ago. I mean, this guy puts a promo of the year out almost every week anymore. Um, well, I'm just becoming a bigger and bigger fan of his. I enjoyed the, the previous week with Hangman. I thought yeah. that was a damn good oh, promo. They both brought it. Um, when you give yourself a black eye over something. Yep. I enjoyed. Uh, I thought the women's match was uh, pretty good tonight. Uh, Jericho's match was good. I thought the main event was good until it ended short. Trio's championship was what it was. I mean, we've seen it plenty of times, but all those guys can work. Um, yeah. I mean, a couple nitpick things here and there. I mean, I still don't know the TBS title. Well, nothing. Nothing really going on there. Um, she talked for like three seconds. Yeah. But. Yeah. Nothing really. Go- I just don't understand that. She's undefeated. She's a huge, got to be a huge star for it. And you don't give her TV time every week, or you do, but you're not putting her in a match. She's on Dynamite. I don't know. Last time she's wrestled on Dynamite, it's always on Rampage. Um, so, yeah, seven, eight. But uh, guess what Paul gave this show? Eight, four. Eight, seven. Oh, Paul was loving himself some Dynamite tonight. I was in a good mood tonight. And for wrestler of the night, Paul went with MJF for two good promos in one night. Who's your wrestler tonight? Oh man, this one's a tough one. Uh, my wrestler of the night, I'm going with, and it's not because of his mic skills, just complete entertainment and in ring work. I'm going with Ray Phoenix. I like it. I that like guy. It. Stupid good. He is. He is. He what he can do, like when he just bounces around on the top of the ropes, makes it look like you know you and me walking forward. It's and, and I yeah, and I, and I know that's uh, he's a flipper and a dipper and all this stuff. I like that stuff. So I, I like it when it when it's uh, how, how do I say this? I like when it's when it's time for it, and yeah. he does, he does it right. Yeah. Um, Maybe the most athletic guy on the roster, um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm going off the cuff. Um, I wanted to go Mox and, and Hangman, but 
we'll just leave that alone. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, Ray Phoenix, it is. I uh, I'm gonna be boring tonight, but really this is not an easy one because you only have a couple matches to choose from. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going Chris Jericho. I mean, he I, I say this a lot. He's up there for my wrestler of the year for 2022. I know his pacing's not always that great, but he for a guy in his age, he's he brings it every time he's in the ring. So, um, and and he was uh, he he's always been good, and he might have especially in AEW. He might have leapfrogged Dax. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And the only reason I'm saying that is because they don't give us a Dax match anymore. Right. Right. He doesn't get any TV and, time besides so Rampage once in a while in the trios. So. And if you guys watched, if anybody had watched the uh, New Japan uh, strong match over in England with Aussie Open, if that doesn't tell you that that dude is a modern day stud, you know. That guy would have killed the territories in the mm-hmm. in the eighties, early nineties, and now we we get to see him. Uh, I mean, holy cow! But we don't get to, we don't get to see him on TV as much, and it's frustrating. And we do get yep. to see him on a trios match, and and I know they they brought Sean Spears back with the with the ten gimmick, you know, bringing back Ty Dillinger last week, and it's all good. Don't get me wrong. Um, uh, did you notice tonight in the uh, back ring segment with him? You notice he still had his fingernails painted. Do you notice that? Yep, yep. He posted that his daughter painted his yep. fingernails a couple days ago. He still had them painted tonight. No, I respect. I think that's awesome. I mean, he even said, "If anybody wants to talk shit to me and Jim, I'll beat him up." <laughs> like, all right, fair enough. So, now he's a cool dude. He's a cool dude. Yeah. He's easy, like I said, he loves his like like if you watch him on social media, he loves his coffee in the morning, he loves his tequila at night. Um, and he's just a he's just a yep good old dude. I mean, yeah, I'd love to sit down and have a drink with him sometime. Yep. Uh, he'd be interesting for sure. I'd love to watch Bret Hart matches with him just to see him geek out and learn some stuff because I know he's all about that. So I know him and Cash are fun, they're great. I'm excited that we get to watch him in tag action finally again on Dynamite next week. So Yep, yep. It'll be exciting. Uh, Rampage, we also get Hook in action uh, this week. Defending the he he's, been, he's been in my way for a while. That's, you know, one of my guys with Tony Khan, like him and Wardlow were two of the hottest things you had. He just cooled <laughs> them off, both of them. And Wardlow's, the MGF thing kind of hurt him. But Hook, I don't know. They just, like, kept him the, off the, the, only thing, the only thing I can think with Hook is his dad is obviously training and he gets to a point where he doesn't think hook is ready for the next step. So he holds him back. And it's not as, as, as we look at it, like we want to see him on TV, but Taz is old school and thinking, Hey, you're not ready. You ain't getting it. You ain't ready. You're young. You ain't doing kind of like what, you know, Regal was talking about earlier about MJF being 19. Mm-hmm. I almost think, Taz can be that way with his own kid, and I think Taz has some say so in what he does. So, yep, could be. You know, Taz is not gonna. You know, at I don't know how old Hook is. Is he twenty? Twenty one? Well, let me look it up. I'm curious myself here. Because at twenty or twenty one, Taz was not over. <laughs> 
Taz had an awful gimmick back in ECW when he first started. He's 23. Okay. At 23, Taz was not over. No. He was the Tasmaniac, I think, in ECW and was not over. Yeah. So yeah. he – Hook Hook is flipping over. Yeah. So yeah. I, I don't know if he was holding him back to, to, to humble him a little bit, which I can see. He, that's an old school move. Um, but yeah, I think, I think Taz has a lot of space. So in what, what Hook does. Yeah. You're probably right. You're probably right there, but he's going to face Davari. And then we also get Preston 10 Vance against Roosh, um, kind of get a end of that little rivalry. So, and, and not to go back to, to Hook over uh-huh. Davari. Does, does the match go five minutes? I hope not. I want to see him I mean, squash people again. Okay. But, but he's, He's five foot eight, one hundred ninety pounds. I know, but okay. yeah, I, I like him. I'd rather, I'd rather see him be technical with suplexes and and yeah. and hold and and beat him that way and get, give him give him five, six, seven minutes. Yeah, you know, make torturing, stretching. You know, I'd almost rather see him do that. I, I could see Taz teaching him how to stretch people um, over just hey, you two minutes in, you get to you get to a choke mm. in. That's a good point. Good point. Yeah. So it'll be fun to watch him in action because I can't say I've seen him in a match for a long time. So it, it's been a while since we've seen him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, we saw him at Grand Slam, I guess, that rampage in a tag match. But singles action has yeah. been a while. Feels like at least. So, any other uh, closing thoughts as we wrap up here? Uh, no, I thought, it, like I said, it was a, uh, I know they, uh, Promoted this show pretty heavy being on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. uh, because I'm guessing because of the MLB playoffs. Yep, tomorrow night on TBS. Yep, tomorrow night. So um, being in Mox's hometown, you know they they put a pretty good card on mm-hmm. um, going up against NXT tonight. I did yeah. not know a single match going into NXT tonight. I did not see anything on social media at all, um, so I had no idea what they were doing, um, but. I mean, they're going head to head, eight to ten on the time slot. So, uh, I mean, I know where I was going to tune into. So, yep. um, yeah, I, they, they put a they put a decent program on. Again, there's some things I didn't like. Sure. There's some snow I don't like that that's besides this show. Um, but yeah, yeah. it's a good show. Entertain. Give us yep. something to do on Tuesday night for sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> next next week's car looks good. Back on regular scheduled programming on Wednesday. So um I'll be here next Wednesday night. I, I believe I'll be here. Um guessing Shep might be here. Paul will probably be back, so we might have the full crew. Uh but you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram. My handle's at Tanner Lee92. I tweet a lot about sports and wrestling, so a lot of it's negative about my sports teams, but you're welcome to give me a follow. You can follow Shep at the Shep 27 Paul's at PaulZartman921. And, of course, you can like the Kicking Out Podcast on Facebook. You can follow the Kicking Out Podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Kicking Out Pod. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel. We're really trying to grow that. You can watch all of our episodes live every week after Dynamite on YouTube as well as our Twitter channel, and then we share them on Facebook. So... And uh, wherever you listen to this podcast, whatever podcast platform is your favorite, please give us a rating and a review. That really helps us out. And if you want to support the podcast by look 
by and while also looking great doing so we got two stores one stores in linked to all of our social media channels the other one's on pro wrestling tees so go check it out we got hoodies we got t-shirts we got coffee mugs got a little bit of everything on there so uh for Austin Shepard I'm Tanner Lee join us next week as we kick out another podcast